Star Wars Sessions. Extra. Hello there, guys. As usual, you know this voice. It's me, it's Matt, and joining me as ever is... Luke Blywalker. And uh, we're in... We're, we're, we're actually outside recording this. We're outside, but we're inside. Um, to cut a long story short, we've all just seen The Rise of Skywalker, the nine saga films being and done. But we thought maybe go back and watch the original 1977 Star Wars, but with a twist, Master Blywalker. Yeah, the twist is, yeah. We've come to this beautiful home in, um, where are we? Holbridge in Essex, thank Essex, you. Essex, of course. Yeah, Essex. <laughs> We're in Holbridge. Um, we've come to a friend's house, a friend of a friend who I've known for years through, like, well, like you said, like anniversary parties and stuff. His name is Matt. And only, well, welcome to the show, other Matt, Matt number two, <laughs> Matt, well, Matt Paveley. Matt Paveley, yeah. Matt Paveley. And so Paveley I've known. Uh, Pavely Amadon, <laughs> yes, high five, high five, good man. Bang. Um, like so, Matt. Matt has. Um, I've known Matt for like years, and it was only the other month I found out. Like he is so so crazy about Star Wars. He's so crazy, in fact, that he has a. You, how about you describe what we have or what what we're sitting in? Because people are like they're inside but they're outside. How does that work? You explain it, Matt Pavely. Um. Well, basically, it's. It, from the outside, it looks like a ramshacked rednecks caravan, <laughs> um, which is quite, yeah, yeah. Basically, it looks like you're going to get killed if you come inside. But then, obviously, <laughs> inside, it's just filled with love for all science fiction, uh, cult films, anything like that. But but mostly Star Wars, of course. Of course, the, this is the way. This is the way. You may this have seen some of the pictures on our socials. We we were kind enough to t- uh, ask to take some pictures. Of, we, me, and Luke walked into this place, and it was like walking into like a geek's dream. It was. It's well. incredible. But so we are we are in a geek's dreams caravan. Matt um, Hudson, OG Matt, and I are here, but we we re- and we're represented by another voice of of the generation of the Star Wars generation, who is Jack Marshall. So we've got Mr. Jack Marshall. So we've got, me and Luke, we kind of call ourselves prequelists. They're the first films we really saw in cinemas. Uh, Pavley Amadala is, is an OT. He's an OG OT guy. But um, our boy, our man here, would you, you're, a, you're a sequelist. How old are you, mate? Uh, 14. 14 years old. So we've got, yeah, every generation has been covered. And that's kind of what we wanted to go with, with this angle. So Which we've never had. Like, we've never we sat no, here. Yeah. We like all, the, all of the saga films, but we've never had the kind of generational split that we have now and it's wonderful because we've had chats off air but we wanted to come on and basically share what we've just seen and the different opinions from different viewpoints didn't we so because like in star wars years get this get this jack yeah in star wars years like now for me for, for you for me yeah in star wars 2020 for you would be like my 2005 i know crazy do you know what I mean? Like, because just a few months after Revenge yeah, of the yeah, Sith. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah? Very true. There we go. The pennies dropped. I probably could have explained that in a much better way. <laughs> but, you know, hey, we're here. This is the way. Um, but we've watched something extra special. Matt Paveley, do, do you want to explain what, what we've just watched, mate? Yeah, well, um, I was saying to you uh, earlier that um, I wanted to really go back to where my love came from with Star Wars. And uh, I haven't seen... The original, as it were, like I like to think of it, before it was called Episode 4, before it was New Hope, it was just Star Wars. And uh, again, I was too uh, too young to see it in the cinema, but I do remember seeing it as a, as its pure form 
on TV back in the day in the 80s. And this is the first time in a very long time I've sat down and watched it with no special effects, no added CGI, hand shoots first. You know, this is this is Star Wars. And uh, I feel like I've gone back many, many years watching this. No McClunky. No McClunky. No McClunky, wow. no party. Yeah, but, um, so, and... and We've got, I and mean, obviously, we've we've just come out of the Rise of Skywalker, matey boost, and the whiz bang visual effects of that, and how clean and polished and massive it looks. We've just, and we know you like the '77 films, the the OT anyway. You've made that clear. So seeing that again without any effects and anything, how how was it after coming from the Rise of Skywalker or the sequels to going back to how it was? All, George always envisioned it. What's the, what was it? Is it jarring or is it just as just as exciting as watching these new films? Well. The effect of watching it is the same, you know. Uh, obviously, it's a lot different, you know, the, the drastic change. Obviously, we're in a more modern time of films with, you know, massive CGI, massive set pieces full of explosions and, and guns. But, you know, watching it back in its original form, you know, back in 77 was was, was really good and it really takes you back to the magic of that original film. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, for me... um. It's just looking at the shots, which are the exact same. Oh, that's going to sound moronic, yeah. That's a moment <laughs> like the X-Wings like moving, the way oh, they mate. just manoeuvre. They just kind of go, like, I'm going to use my hands for the people in the caravan. For people you not should, in the caravan, they're going to have to imagine it. It's a special But like, the X-Wings just kind of like, there's like four or three of them, and they just have... Like, and they just like kind of change direction. But like the models, the models just look peng. They just look like, they look, again, I'm going to say, I always say this in the podcast, but it looks better than like the fight scene out of Black Panther, which is one of the most like Oscar-winning films it, of all time which i find films, absolutely yeah. baffling I, I can't believe that good yeah, film but that's but this world yeah the um, cut scene sort of the cut scene and uh, star wars was... barely wins anything you know what i mean but like whatever i'm not salty about <laughs> not it beer, is he? i'm not salty about it at all um <laughs> but listen like i think i think just watching this it does give me a newfound appreciation for what it must have been like for the 1977 people because Matt Pavely you just said like um, you, you're obviously you were born in 77 right so you've got you went and saw Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi you can remember those more vividly in the cinema um, and seeing those like it, it just stands the test of time and I think we spoke about that before we watched this this bad boy um, that like you, you compare this to other 70s like sci-fi or fantasy mm-hmm. or, or whatever sort of films it really does hold up it does. It, does no. yeah, it really does. And what what surprises me more is it's it's how fresh it still looks, even watching it without the special effects uh, added to it that that it had done in '97. You know, it's so groundbreaking that this film that was created in 1976 really was pushing against everything else that was being forced on the general public. You know, when you see, and it's been said many times about Lucas and the risks that he took and the way that he went into this and and the strains that it took, but it's just such a different film. Nothing looked like it. And even as a child of the time, you know, there were films that came out after this that were science fiction. And I remember me and my friends, we'd say, it still doesn't look as good as Star Wars. You know, that was the benchmark for special effects. And, you know, we would see films that, that were coming out in... 85, 86, 87, right through the 80s, even into the early 90s. It wasn't really until actually Independence Day 
Mm-hmm. I remember that coming out, and that was kind of this kind of all. Uh, that was a bit of a game changer. Okay, it was CGI, but I remember everyone. It was like, yeah. wow. Okay, it, it this film's stood come up out. '96. Well, yeah. yeah, and I think that's probably why '97 was even more relevant for the Lucas going back mm-hmm. and saying, "I've got to do something mm-hmm. with this." Yeah. But you know, watching it and thinking, you know, this film came out in '77. It was amazing. It's funny because we mentioned during whilst we were watching because we were watching the the film and having a little chat bit about it because it's one of those kind of common little experiences where you can you, you can watch the new uh, Star Wars sorry not a New Hope Star Wars but chat about it because there's so much to talk about it's almost impossible to sit down and be quiet and we mentioned about it is that did the advent at the time of animation and CGI damage filmmaking or because something like this and like I meant the 70s was a great year decade of films and even in other genres of films you'll get something like um Poltergeist. You know, Poltergeist. There's a scene where there's things floating around the room. It Star looks Wars awful. Toys. Star Wars toys, yeah. <laughs> but then you go back to 73 and you see something like The Exorcist and they do the same thing with things floating around but there's people there actually doing it. Yeah. And it's a, and it's so much it's so much richer to watch. And we, we I'm having, I relate that to watching the 77 Star Wars. Just seeing the, the sets, the people there, the reactions of the people, it all looked... It just looked lived in. It looked real. And we spoke beforehand about obviously the struggles of getting it to screen. Like, how on earth did they actually get this thing passed by Fox and onto cinemas? And how did it become what it did? And it's amazing after the juggernaut that it is now to go back and see the roots of what it was before. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it, it's it's quite refreshing to go back and to see pure filmmaking rather than what can how can we how can we push the boundaries? I know Lucas was trying to push the boundaries, but now obviously it's so big. It felt a lot fresher. Yeah, like people didn't know, they had no clue. And again, this is another thing I think um, we said at the beginning. Like people had no clue, like on set, what this was going to be. Most people didn't believe in it. Most people just wanted to go, turn up, do a good job, and do their best. And get that's paid. everyone. Yeah, they get paid. But that's everyone from the videographers to, well, the people that helped with the videography and whatnot, the people that built the sets. Big shout out to those guys, you know, because it really is, it's a trade. And we were talking about that earlier again you know um in in the uk you know there is a trade of set builders building these fat off sets that look real that are there you can physically go and touch them you know and that is around the world a dying art Mm -hmm. but that that's another reason why these films are made over here and that is really i mean it just goes to show like when you watch 77 star wars the unedited one um (laughs) it's mental but you know we hey we can sit here all night and talk about right. 77 Star Wars. And this know, wasn't any despecialised edition, this was literally the original cut yeah. of Star so, Wars here. So let's talk about what cut we watched. Yeah. Let's watch, well, let, let's talk about this. So you said you wanted, you wanted to go back to your roots and whatnot. So that includes, like, the, it's the despecialised. Now, we t- you said, because I don't know much about this project, but you said there is a history behind this project. Can you just elab- elaborate on that? Tell us what you told us earlier. Yeah, I mean, I don't know 100% everything behind it, but I remember seeing uh, a particular uh, YouTube video where there was a guy in America talking about how he was hunting down the uh, the original prince of the Star Wars films. So he wanted to see Star Wars Empire and return in all their glory as they were back in the day. And uh, there was these guys out there that basically found the prince, uh, the original cinema prince in Spain. 
So they got hold of them. Hispania. Yeah, Hispania. So... Sun, Sea, Sangria and Star Wars. And Star Wars, the original. And uh, they found the, the film prints, brought them up, took them back. I mean, these guys are staying anonymous. They obviously can't say their <laughs> names because you can imagine <laughs> the backlash from Lucas and everything else because George has said from the record, hasn't he, that he won't he won't go back mm-hmm. and, and basically release it as, as the original film was intended. Which is a shame, really, isn't it? Because I think it's kind of like you're almost looking at your old school photos and going, oh, I wish I'd never had that haircut, you know? <laughs> it's a bit like that, isn't it? It's sort of like, but you did. And it's okay, and your mum's proud of it, you know? I think the thing that he always says is that, like, he, and, and I do kind of get it, um, but, like, I think he uses the excuse that, like, an artist is never truly done with their art. Like, same with an architect. An architect's never truly done with their building. There's that argument. But equally, you are. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, ex- <laughs> precisely. The shard, Tell done. The Although plan. there's a little bit at the top that don't. It looks well Blade Runner-y, but, like, um, <laughs> it's done. Yeah. That's it. You know, they might add an antenna or something onto it, and that's, like... That's your. I I don't know. I, it, it, no to me, to just it, yeah. Back away, like McClunky. What? <laughs> um, we know about that, Jackie boy. Do you know about that? Do you know what the McClunky edit is? You know about this, yeah. So you know, like we've not got Disney Plus in the UK uh, over here yet. Next month, as of this recording, it's next month, right? Still, still a bit angry about that. Oh, we all are, mate. We all are. We all are. But you know, this conversation ain't just for that quite yet. But like, um. <laughs> But the, the thing is with the 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 McClunky edit is that um, they've re-edited George re-edited a New Hope again, many times. Yeah, again, and um, Disney that is the latest version that that is the version Disney bought. It wasn't the latest release one. That is the one they bought, yep. and it includes this scene where you know when Han and Greedo shoot each other. Yep. they yep. shoot at the same time. Now, before that happens, Greedo says something. And he goes, McClunky. I'd shoot him for that. So, like, but... Shot dead but why? instantly. But, but why? Now, now I get with the art thing, but is that <laughs> art? Is that innovating? I don't know. So now, this these these sort of copies that we've just watched where it's just clean, stripped back, I do get it. Mm-hmm. I do get it. I do get it. But I've always said to you, Matty Boy, like, a, a Star Wars... Or a new hope, or episode four, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, yeah, seventy-seven one, yeah. Um, For me, it's not, it's not my top one. I don't think it's in my top three. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, that's crazy to a lot of people. Yeah, like that, that ain't. And my rankings are all over the place at the moment after Rise of Skywalker. I, I do not know what to think and and feel. I'm I'm still going to get to it, but we're going to get to it. But but but, bro, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to force one out because I do not. Wink. Um, <laughs> I do not know my listings yet. I'm I getting think there. I'm ninety percent sure. Of mine. I, I think I'm getting there. I think I'm getting there. But this film, I I loved. I loved seeing this. Everything from yeah, just all the unedited stuff, like how it was meant to be. No naff CGI. No no treading in poo. You said that, Matt. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's really nice to yeah. see, and it really shows what was accomplished in 1976 yeah. and 7 when, when, when this was um, released. You know, it's crazy. Um, but equally, I'm, my opinion still stands. That last third, like even at the you end, it, at the end we were talking about the X-Wings, yeah? And I was like, I've never sat there and thought about it, but there is a moment like where there's these like, <laughs> the bunch of X-Wings run. going in the trench run, yeah? And like I swear Luke's just like flying about. 
Well, he's well, not well, doing much. Well, like, he's well, just Simmons flying about. He's just flying about, and he's like, where are they? And, uh, I don't know, 30, 0.35, whatever. And then he just, I'm not going to come and help you. Yeah. I'm just going to keep a lookout. And the point is that what I'm leading to is, and we've, we do, we've said this many times, because we didn't just sit here and watch this in silence. We were chatting and yeah, commentating over loads of this, right? Lads in a caravan, geek stuff around us. I mean, it's beautiful. A couple of the old cream stouts. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be rude not to chat about it and discuss it and commentate on it. But, like, one of the things that we really, really noticed is that this ain't a perfect film. No, not, no, of course not. No. Absolutely not. Um, I think that's, that's the thing, isn't it? I was saying to you earlier, like... You know, you have to watch this film for a child's eyes. And that's exactly what I was, a child at the time. And that's why I love it so much. It's, um, you know, it's one of those things. But Jack, you know, you're a young lad. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? Well, I mean, obviously I didn't see it as like in the 70s as, <laughs> as it was. But when were you born, by the way? 2005. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so. Shut! Wow, the door has been shut. This is even funnier, right? I remember going to see Man. Revenge of the Sith with his mum, and he was in his mum's belly. She was so like two I, weeks I was, away uh, with being pregnant. She was she about was to give birth to him. Present at, present at the cinema. So you were there, you could hear it. Yeah, yeah I, I was just li- I was that's, listening through. That's why you like you Star Wars. You know what they say so about ch- ch- children in the womb? That what what they're exposed to is, is what helps them. They yeah. say if like because when I when my daughter was born, I play I'd put my headphones to my uh, partner's stomach and play like that real good music, like Marvin Gaye. Like listen to this, you're gonna grow up listening to this and a bit of the Imperial March as well. Yeah. Hoping and it turns out that she does quite enjoy Star Wars for a three year old. So maybe subconsciously you were listening to that thinking this and this all the sixty six sounds wicked. Yeah. <laughs> but um on on that point because I came out I came out the room and I was like I see through the lies of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> on that point, because you said beforehand, um, you'd been waiting for, you'd been excited for a long time to come into this caravan of courage I here know. and watch the oh, film. What so, a name! Yeah, the caravan of courage. So, oh my days! What, I mean, the question is, obviously, it starts, but why? What was so exciting about coming back to watch a dusty old film from the seventies when we got these brand sparkling new films that are out now? Well, you know, you watch the new films, and you know, like you said, they're so clean. They're full of CGI. They're full of all these, like, how do I put it? These modern techniques, like the overuse of CGI and large sets. And, you know, it's just interesting to to go back and and to look at this film as it was to see, you know, what made people fall in love with this franchise, you know? How did, how did it get to point A to this point, you know? How did it become into this, like, you know, cultural phenomenon, you know? Don't ask JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Emperor. <laughs> Bring him back. Bring him back. I came back because I was bored. Yeah, basically. What was so exciting about it? So. It's, a, it's a solid, solid point. But, like, I think, again, just like bringing it back, like, I do, you know, this, this on the 50th show, we oh, were right. asked about, like, what trilogies would bring back. Yeah, like, but... And I immediately think, yeah, yeah. and I said the That's original trilogy, mate. But like, which, when, which trilogy would we keep, and which two would we discard? Because I, yeah. I love the beginning of evil. Star Wars: A New Hope. I, I love the beginning of that, yeah. and but that I, I'm telling you, that last third, I, you know, well, I don't do it for me. No. It don't do it for me. Did I it, love it. it I love it. Then? But hey, I love Attack of the Clones. Subjectively. What is that? When when you were younger, though, did that last third like, really get you pumped up? Has it always been like that? 
Or was it more kind of in the last few no, years? No, no, the, like... the, 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 when it comes to Star Wars, for me, the mm. last third, like the ending of mm-hmm. Star Wars films, I think of Return of the Jedi. Yep. I think of Empire Strikes Back. And I, do, do you know what? I'll level with you. I think of flipping um, Revenge of the Sith and yeah. Phantom Menace. Mm. There's a lot going on in those. Yeah. Yeah. I think of those, to be honest. <laughs> probably over, if we're talking just purely about endings, over. A new hope, probably, and and this is where my my listings are changing, man. Like, my, I think, especially now we have all nine episodes. I'm like, and I, we, we were talking about this, but the last Jedi, mate. Where does it? Yeah, is it, is it keep going you, up? Doesn't it? Well, we've got it keeps a, going up. we've got a, we've got an ST and an OT here. Don't think you're getting out of this, guys. You will be asked that question about trilogies and favourite films shortly as well. So, <laughs> and we'll we'll include these up in the uh, spin-off films as well. But um, yeah. So this, so just bring it back to that '77 film. There's, there was something about going back to it because we'd what, we'd read the script like the whatever draft it was from '76, so um, we'd kind of gone back and immersed ourselves in it before. But it was it was so good to go back and get this opportunity. It was really out of the blue opportunity just to come and watch this film again. So thank you for that, mate. Oh, Lukey Bly sent me a message yesterday. He's like, do you want to watch a original copy of the '77 Star Wars? I'm like, yes, I do. Immediately, <laughs> and then obviously where we are now. But um, yeah, I mean. I've had worse Friday nights. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean again, again a nice beerio as well and a rocky bar is lovely. Yeah, mate. Uh, we brought some um, Walker stacks, which are like fake Pringles. We all got one each, and you can tell they're like fake Pringles. They're not <laughs> as good as real Pringles. One night till Walkers could do better there. Um, got a multi pack of Rockies, destroyed them bad boys. Um, but it's all you, Jack. Bro, again, like, we yep. don't get to, because, like, we've gone to Comic Cons, we've gone to a lot of places. Like, I'll be honest with you, I'll level with you. I rarely get to speak about Star Wars with, like, people your age. Okay. Like, teenagers. Yeah. Usually, usually it's it's yeah. it's, it's kids or, or grown Wars. men. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you, you're wearing a T-shirt because, you know, yeah, describe yeah. what you're wearing right now to me, mate. I, describe. Well, Open um, that bad boy up because I'm, I ain't even I'm wearing me. probably there one of go. the coolest T-shirts I've ever ever worn in my life. Is well, Mandalorian T-shirt. I love the Mandalorian. One and of it the says best, best TV shows, best Star Wars media I think we've got since Disney. And it's Mandalorian. This Straight this is the way, up. and it is literally the way. Mando. Mando. It's it's a Nike tick with a Mandalorian at the end doing that Iron Man stunt. Oh yeah, he's jetpack. Mando. This is the way. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, Matty Boy's got a Baby Yoda t-shirt on. I got my Baby Yoda t-shirt, which was premiered on Instagram and Twitter the other day to some fanfare. That's, a, that's a Primarni exclusive. This is Primarni, yeah. I mean, you can go to Milan, you can get your Paris. Primark in Chelmsford, five quid, Baby Yoda t-shirt. On it. That's it. On and it, Luke, like Luke a cover. Hang on. a pretty sweet looking um, Hang on, let me, t-shirt. hang on, hold this, Matty Boy. Look at this, Matty Boy. This is this, now. This oh. is podcasting. Luke's, Luke is taking his clothes off. This is podcasting. Oh, oh and the sleeve as well. Oh my word! Oh, no. Yeah, I know, guys. Grown like men doing this in a caravan. Threw up on him. Now, now I wonder. We'll give some I wonder. We'll put a picture that up for context. What we were all ooing at. Yeah, I wonder at. what the, the fans will think. They they just saw, like in their heads. Well, I tried to comment. Yeah, probably. I like, I ben, ben Swolo. Ben Swolo. Oh, yeah, Jack's passed out. He's, we've covered his eyes. He couldn't, he couldn't see that, mate. He loves that. He loves that. No, it's, it's my classic Empire Strikes Back t-shirt. I think I posted this on my Instagram story. So I went and saw. A few other people. I went and saw Rise of Skywalker at Canvey Island Cinema. That was like, I think that was my third viewing. I went and saw it there. How many times were you? You've seen Rise of Skywalker, Matt? Right. 
I've only seen it once. Right. And I saw it with Jack. Yeah, I've only, only seen it once but in the cinema. I know I liked it. In fact, I probably loved it. Jack? Really? Yeah. I um, I really liked it. When I, when I first watched it, I really liked it. There were lots of good things I liked about it. And we were talking about it earlier. You know, Matt said, um, you know, when you come out of the cinema, you're talking about how good it is, but it's almost like a ride. And then when you, when you come out and you think about it, it almost devalues every time. And I, quite honestly, I, I need to see it again to make up. <laughs> <I> need... <laughs> like the pound. Like the Bob Iger. But I need to watch it again to just to, you know, rethink of what happened. But there were there were parts of it that I really did like, and there were parts of it that I really didn't like. Yeah. But yeah, I I need to watch it again. Yeah. I'm definitely. telling you, if they like add, if they added like ten or fifteen more minutes, 15, I but and and, and just explained just to give me one line yeah. of why Palpatine's back or how he's back, like mention Plagueis, I'm sold. I know we sound like it, a broken it, echo, suddenly, but it's a, it's a big it, point. It, it jumps spaces, mm-hmm. mate. It jumps a lot of spaces because the rest of the stupid stuff I forgive. Like get, I look the, over the that, just like we do in the um, 77 Star Wars. I know we've, we've spoken about the supplementary canon, you know how much I like it, but this is how silly it gets, and I'm sorry, Luke Summerfield, but um, it says when Palpatine was flung off down a reactor shaft, the Sith Eternal carried him onto a ship and took him to Exegol. And I, and I put on Twitter for, and Instagram for a laugh, were they just waiting there, the big blanket, for their moment for him to fall down like here he comes catch him and then get, and then very quickly get him on the ship and then travel to Exegol and I know that we don't need everything explained and the mystery is great that one just seems very far-fetched because, but but again I know this isn't the that's not, Skywalker cause, show because Matt that's not the explanation well exactly no yeah and that came in a yeah. that came in a dictionary which what 10% maybe the fans did, can read maybe did did Rise of Skywalker break canon yes or no oh yeah yeah so oh, yeah. It's gonna, that's going to be broken because mm-hmm. there's a better explanation mm-hmm. yeah because the different. guys all due respect who wrote that visual dictionary they're not storytellers that's the fact. That's the truth. But it's again, like, let's let's take it back it's to those feelings. Yeah, those feelings that I still get. Although that bit to me don't make a lot of sense. The feelings I get, and I, I don't know if you guys know this. I say this all the flipping time. Again, broken record. This film, despite its flaws, it's the one in this era of Star Wars that made me cry. Yep. It made yep. me laugh. Yep. Fist bump moments. Yep. I I thought. Oh, I felt sorry for people. I wanted, I supported, I supported people. There was good action. There was good lightsaber. Right at what point? Yeah, yeah, we got all those. Yeah, yeah. So, so the boxes. Yeah, right. So it's 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 a hard it's a hard one because I know it ain't my favourite, but it's flipping it's flipping good. So just like that 1977 one where there are there are mistakes. And there are things where you're like, that doesn't quite... Like, I don't know if I believe that. Is it that the films are actually more similar than we yeah. think they are? And is it that the people have changed? It's 100% what I was thinking, what you were just... Exactly what you were saying. Like, going back to 77, right? When that film starts and you watch that, that scrolling, you know, montage, it's telling you a story. You know, and you're reading it, and it's talking about the Emperor. You know, you, they don't even mention the Emperor mm-hmm. in New Hope. It never gets mentioned, does it? You know, they never speak about the actual Emperor, ever. And I don't remember 77 audiences coming out going, well, who was the Emperor? 
I'm really annoyed about need this. Need a backstory. I need a visual dictionary to explain <laughs> this to me. You know, as a, as as kids, I we we made um, our own stories up. Yeah, now they're great. Nice. Now don't get me wrong. We live in a different day and age. You know, you go on the internet straight away. Everyone wants to know an explanation behind who. So even uh, you know the cantina bar. You know, we used to just call him Hammerhead. We used yeah. to call yes, him Wolf Guy. Yeah. We used to just give them our own Wolf names. Like, and then we found out, oh, that's Snaggletooth. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. right. So and the toys gave, the the names, names, gave yeah. us the names off the back of the cards. But until that point, we, we didn't care. It was like, you know, this guy's the robot, this guy's the good guy, this guy's the bad guy. And I think as well, you know, with the rise of Skywalker, you have to look at that. You have to say... Am I disappointed that there isn't an explanation as to why the Emperor's there? Yeah, I am, because I've obviously all the rumours about there being a cut out there and is Matt, did Matt Smith film a young Emperor mm. thing? You know, if that existed, would I want to see it? Yeah, maybe I would want to see it. Maybe I would want to have that explanation. But did it, did it make me not like the film? No, because I did like the film. So that's an OT fan's view on it. Now, Jack, as a as a sequel trilogy fan and who's born into this era of all oh, just social media and just how people are nowadays, do you look at that? Do you, is that a big thing for you? Do you do, did you look at Snoke and think I I want to see? I want to know where he's come from. I, I I really want to know more about this, this, and this. Or were you more like Matt and it was just kind of like, well, back in the day when we watched them. We just enjoyed the films and made our own stories. Or were you more invested in it and kind of wanting to know more? I'll tell you what I think. Like, the original Star Wars was such a simple story. Like, everyone knows the story of Star Wars. But, like, as generations have grown, like, more and more generations, like, filmmakers are creating films with more complex plots, more complex storylines with, like, you know deeper motives and messages you know and as star wars has been you know made made into sequels in this new generation uh you know people who have grown up with these movies with these complex plots are now looking for that in star wars so when you have snoke who is you know when he was first hinted towards he was the new emperor and so when that was announced you know people were like oh so who is this guy? You know, I want I want a backstory, you know. I want my complex plot. I want to know the backstories. I want to know how it ties into the prequels. I want to know how that ties into the originals. I want to know how that, you know, may tie into things like before the prequels, like Darth Plagueis. I know that, that was a big thing with Snoke. Like, oh, this could be Darth Plagueis and then I could get that complex plot with the prequels, you know. And, you know, as for me, I obviously did want to know these things. I want... Cause Everyone wants to know that, you know, these mysteries, everyone wants the answers. But I, I was sort of, sort of in the middle, you know, I was intrigued. I, I wanted to know the backstories, but then, you know, I, I didn't didn't mind so much. What about you, Mr. Bly? Prequel fan? Yes. Did, we, uh, same question that we've just asked these guys. In terms of backstory, are you bothered by all that? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you really love getting into the nitty gritty or do you just kind of take what the film tells you? Yes and no, because like what we're saying is like... Um, you know, the, the sequels, the prequels, all the expanded material changed it. Mm-hmm. The internet, like you the said, EU. you can go you can go and it's changed, yeah. You can go read a whole Wikipedia, Wikipedia page all about like a flipping background alien in a new hope. Is that what George meant when he added that alien into a new hope, into Star Wars? Good point. Probably not. 
Probably not. Someone's filled in the blanks. Ain't, ain't that deep. Do you know what I mean? Ain't that kind of film kid. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, as kind of as Harrison Ford said, you know. And it's like, has it been taken into something that's not? But I understand that because um, I don't think these people. Or, 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 say I don't think they understand. Actually, that's wrong. But like, it is become something where people look forward to listening to a podcast about it Goodness each week. That. Do you know what I mean? Like people go on forums yeah. daily. Because they love it that much, and we do. People well. buy wear yeah, t-shirts yeah. because of it, yeah, of course, because yeah, yeah, so. people love it that much. So I think it's out of that love that we get more of it. But more doesn't always mean better, and 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 as as consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say one thing: is that these these films are made with such great care and and love. Um, maybe the rise of Skywalker, maybe the one of the issues I have with it is that maybe um, it didn't take as many risks as it as it should have done. Um, and that's what, you know what you were saying about that? The original Star Wars, it was different. There was nothing like it. Took a risk. Did something different. Mixed it up. And I don't know. I don't know. And, uh, you, you know, I think there's something really to be, to, to, to learn uh, from that. But nevertheless, nevertheless, 77 Star Wars oh, this wow. whole this Spanish like project thing what's it called the silver screen edition yes. it what what fun yeah. what yeah. flipping fun all of it the lot of it mm-hmm. so flipping it's so fun. good to go back to the original uh, we mentioned it the original vision of the maker nothing to say that the special editions didn't have good things because they did yeah. but let's not lie to go back to the original cut without with everything stripped back it was I mean because we go back we go back and well, I watch films from the 60s and 70s and enjoy them for what they are. I don't need to. Th- I don't look at them and think, "I wish this was upgraded." I like them for what they are because that's how mm. they presented. So it was so good to go back and watch that. And this seventy-seven car. Is this? Do you reckon, Matt, that you're going to watch this quite a lot? Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. But mm. again, I, I'm with you. I think the ninety-seven has its place. I mm-hmm. do enjoy um, watching the ninety-seven because I, I I don't mind the new bits and pieces that were added. And I don't mind it looked that little bit shinier, and I can see why they did it for another generation. But to just watch the seventy-seven again, it was like it was almost like eating your favourite mum's dinner. You know, it was like a special recipe. Mm. It's like a there's like something quite homely about it. It was it was very kind of you know it was that kind of thing. It was like putting on your favourite comfortable joggy bottoms. Yeah, there, there was just something about it Getting where you just looked it and went, "This is what I fell in love with." You know, this is what I fell in love with. And all the new stuff is great. But if it wasn't for this one film mm-hmm. being the way it was and as successful as it was and leaving its mark with me... In that format. In that format, you know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have given birth to everything else that's out there now. Yeah. Simple as that. Brilliant point. And now we're, we're looking toward the future, man. And, um, you know, we're right now we've got an image paused from The Mandalorian. <laughs> yes. So, because and this is, and this is, is it Jackie Boy? Jackie, you love this, mate, don't you? Absolutely adore this, don't you, mate? Uh, I I am diehard fan. I mean, I love the Mandalorian. Like, I I remember me and Matt, we watched it together on the laptop for the very first time, and in America, and yeah. in about <laughs> the first five minutes, I immediately fell in love with this show. Yeah. Like, even when. You know the the first shot he has the the tracking fob in his hand and that 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 beep is immediately iconic. He walks into the cantina and he do, he doesn't say anything. There's no very minimal dialogue with the Mandalorian, and he he just he just 
beats and kills those guys up. It was like it it was just so cool, and it was just immediately just awesome. It was incredible. Exactly. And um, I think I I I'm gonna go out and say it. I know that you know go. big money big money was spent on this, and you can definitely tell. You can definitely tell. Um, and I'm looking for because we've spent a lot of time recently talking about the saga, talking about episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, because yep. people even in the Q and A, people aren't asking loads about the Mandalorian. It's a good point, actually. They Do you know why? People like it. People are settled with yeah. it. Yeah, satisfied. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to getting back in talking a bit more Mandalorian in the, in yeah. in the future this season year, especially on yeah, wait, leading mate, up yeah. to season two. Um, but I tell you something, I can't wait. I I I don't think, and this goes back. We didn't. I didn't completely tell you my feelings about um, why it was released in America in November. The rest of the world, or most of the world, gets it so much later. Can I be honest? I don't think Disney thought this was going to be this big. It's an interesting this point. This big. Because, like, and I said this earlier, sadly, you have to hear me repeat it. Um, like, pop culture, you've got Lil Wayne album just dropped. He's talking about The Mandalorian in it. He ain't talking about Kylo Ren. He ain't talking about Ray. He ain't talking about any of these new... Yeah, people talking about Baby Yoda. Yeah, not talking about Babu Frick. People, people talking about like they, the Mandalorian has has it ain't just like penetrated pop culture. No, right. It has transformed it. And something's just coming it's, to my mind on that note, on that point of pop, on, on what the Mando's like breaking through this barrier. Again, this isn't a Rise of Skywalker Bastion session. We love that. We did enjoy that film, but for the sequel trilogy, he's got some catchy quotes and catchphrases. The Mando's come out and dropped things like "This is the way." Yep. I have spoken. You see them on T-shirts. People are getting tattoos of it. Yep. This yeah, is only yeah, eight eight yeah. eight episodes, and yeah. it's absolutely smashed down the cultural barriers. And hopefully, season two is going to be good. But we'll get onto that. Mm. But on yeah, on that point, it's a very good point, Master Blarwick. That you know, it's come out. Lil Wayne's jumping on it like like somebody. I wouldn't say it's obscure because he's massive, but you know that sort of like it's just, it's penetrating every different yeah. sort of facet of culture. And I'm wearing a T-shirt from Primark about it. <laughs> um, it just seems to take it taken on more. Obviously, the sequel trilogy is always going to be bigger in terms of fans because it's got a bigger reach, but. In terms of like the fan base, they've obviously latched onto the Mando because it was maybe given them more or the stuff that they wanted, and it's affected pop culture, which is exactly what that '77 film we just watched yep. did in the first place. Dude, if stuff like Stranger Things can like penetrate pop culture like how it has, this yeah. can, and math- mathematically, this has. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, it's like topped it yeah. already, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. I really liked about the Mandalorian as well was the surprise element. It was like. Star Wars, it didn't feel that hard to find leaks about fil- about big films. It didn't even Hello, feel, Bespin. you know, you, yeah, and you, yeah, exactly. But you could, you, you didn't have to search that hard to find out that Ray was Palpatine's granddaughter. There was a lot of stuff, but Mando, there was nothing out there. Not that I looked for it to try and spoil it, but the genuine surprise of the child turning up at the end of the episode yeah. was like, what, what? what's just happened here? It, it it didn't hold any prisoners. Episode one, you got IG-11. We were, we were saying about how from my generation, we saw IG-88 for a few seconds on the screen in Empire Strikes Back and we, we loved it as a kid and we wanted its action figure. Now we get to see it doing what it does, you know. And it's crazy. And it's crazy. And it's crazy crazy but it looks absolutely amazing but you were saying about you know money being spent you know kevin costner's war world was one of the most expensive films ever made it and was. it was rubbish it flopped 
So time. you can chuck money. You, you know, Disney could have potentially chucked a load of money at something. The wrong guy at the helm. This could have been disastrous. Because I think to myself, if if someone told me a year ago they were going to make a Star Wars series about a guy that looks a bit like Boba Fett that looks after uh, someone that is a baby Yoda, mm-hmm. you'd think, what, what are you doing, Disney? What do you want? What What is this program going to be about? This doesn't sound like Star Wars to me. It sounds weird. And then, yeah, and then, but boom, it's just worked. And like, you know, like you say, they obviously they had faith in it to a degree because they put money into it. But where was the merchandise at Christmas? Everyone said that. Everybody wanted the baby Yodas. My girls, were, my girls hadn't even seen it, and they were like, "Dad, can I have a baby Yoda?" I want one. And I'm like, "You can't buy them yet." And it was almost like going back to how Star Wars was. You couldn't get the action figures. Anticipated. So they put out, you know, a thing to buy it. In a preview, you know, you could buy your kids this box back in 78 that, that guaranteed them to have Star Wars figures the next year, but they couldn't make them. And it's the same with Baby Yoda. It's, it's become this phenomenal success. But even still, they're not in the shops yet because they're making them, but they're not out until, what, and, March? And that's worldwide as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's not, I, think, I think Galaxy's Edge has got them. I know they're, no, they're no, um, pushing them, but no. the only thing I knew about the Mando was Gina Carano, who was so good as Cara Dune, so yeah. good. She, she did an interview, and all she said was basically, it's wicked, there's a, there's a big old twist in it which is just going to knock you all sideways. And I thought, oh, it's going to be in like episode six, maybe. <laughs> Obviously, she meant the child. That's this is like the big reveal, the big yeah. twist, which is going to shake everything up. End of episode one. Yeah. That's a way to drag draw people in. Uh, literally, end of episode one or chapter one. I was I, I was in. I, I I enjoyed the whole episode anyway, but it just added a different fabric. And where I was like, oh, now good. what? Now what? Because I thought we were just going to have this dude on his own doing lots of jobs, yeah. bounty jobs, yeah. like hit a target every episode. episode, two episode yeah. Nah, nah, totally no. different. And it's just it's it is it's different enough, yeah. It's Star Warsy enough, and it's crazy because I've heard like things about John Favreau, and it, we'll go into this, I'm sure, in more more Absolutely, episodes, yeah. different episodes. But John Favreau, Dave Filoni would call each other up during the middle of the day talking about ideas for this. Yeah, I've heard about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like yeah. if only I cannot help but feel, and and they've written stuff into season one mm. that's. They're not even going to figure out till other seasons. Yeah. They've said we've done stuff in this season that will be addressed in future seasons and stuff, and, and they've already got it figured out. They've got it figured out. Yeah. It's such a shame they didn't do that with the sequel. Say, no, you you this watch this series and you just think this is how you get Star Wars right because it's got structure. And that's really all it came down to, wasn't it? That it comes down to any yeah. any series or things where you just need a structure. You need, yeah. you need you need plot beat points to hit, and as long as you've got that, you build a story onto that, and hopefully you've got something a winning thing there. But yeah, um, but all in all, all in all, nine. Going back to the core core subject, let's wrap things up because it's it's, 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 it's yeah, Lukey Bly's got to drive home in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, listen. Original 1977 silver screen cut of Star Wars out of 10. What are you giving it? Oh, it's 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 a 100% a 10. 100% oh! a 10. The one we just watched, mate. 10. Two tens. All right, then. All right, then, smart guys. I said I'm not going to let you get away with it. Uh, okay, young, youngest first. Jack, favourite Star Wars film of them all? And if you could only watch one trilogy and the other two you can never watch again, we had to answer this question. Yeah. What's it going to be and why? So best, best film and best trilogy and the other ones are gone forever well I think the best trilogy is the originals 
There's no doubt about it. They will always be the best. But as for the best film of the originals, it's really hard. <laughs> but I'd, ha- I'd have to say, and it's probably the easiest choice, but it's The Empire Strikes Back. But it is a well-deserved placement because it is just the gold standard of what film should be because it is such a great film. How close? Sorry, how close did the sequel trilogy come to the OT for you? I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be overly critical of the sequels, but the originals are in such a place of films where they're almost untouchable. Mm-hmm. Like, then, like you have the gold standard of films, and then you have the Star Wars originals. That that's how untouchable they are because they're just so good. Fair enough. And again, one last time, me, me, myself, Luke, Matt, Jack, we all like the sequel trilogy. In fact, we rave about it quite a lot, as you guys know. So, over to you, Lukey. Matty boy. Well, not to sound like a scratch record, I'm probably very much on uh, on Jack's wavelength. Uh, the original trilogy, for me, um, uh, for many reasons, for many, many reasons. Memories, uh, the fact that I just, yeah, Empire Strikes Back is obviously the, the top film for me. But it, it's a very close one with Return of the Jedi because, uh, again, a lot of good memories for me watching that film. I absolutely love that film from childhood. It takes me back to being a child. And it's just like when I watch that film, it's almost like I can I can smell the 80s. I can taste the 80s. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's it's like the classic old thing of, you know, you smell freshly cut grass, you know it's going to be summer. You know, you smell crowns, you feel you're back at school. And that's and that's it really. That's what the original trilogy does for me in 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 lots of different ways. Great answer. I do you know what that's that's crazy though. I'm gonna just end things on a controversial note. We'll be looking yeah, uh, boys. That's it, mate. I prefer Force Awakens. To anything. To to a New Hope. No, yeah. I mean, that's well, in my in my rankings. For the rankings. I know that. Spoiler for the rank. I know that, and that and that was the same. Same as my last rankings. Oh, the we Force should, we Awakens is number three because my my top was Jedi Empire and Force Awakens. We should go back to those old rankings and see how much they've changed in best part of two years. Yeah, let's yeah. What's going ra- up? What's going down? Yeah, let's bro. do the ranking two years after our first ones. Bro, that's April, I think. Yeah, do if I'm ready by then. <laughs> let's see. But guys, it's been an absolute pleasure, Matt yep. Paveley, you legend, you spicy boy. Thank you for letting us into this amazing geek retreat, mate. You're more than welcome. Always welcome. And Jack, thank you for being the youngest person to ever contribute. I think the youngest, thank apart you. from your nipper, uh, yeah, to officially contribute, uh, to, officially contribute yeah, to Star Wars for, Sessions podcast. Thanks for, thanks for letting me in. Thank Mate, you. Thank it's you an absolute chance. pleasure. Right, that's it. That's game. Boom. S- sessions out. Oh.